Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. So, I was talking with a minister friend of mine. We're having some lunch. Practicing social distancing. But the thing is, he was mentioning to me a minister that he knew that was ordained after being saved like four years. Well, hmm. Okay, so... So here's the thing. I came to know Jesus as my Savior and Lord at seven. And I felt like God had a special moment, special push in my life for, for ministry, for special ministry at the age of 18, 18 or 19. So you're talking about like 11 years, okay. Now, I'll be honest, this is, this is kind of a head-scratcher. Because this keys into something I have mentioned before, in that God's primary focus for every believer, no matter who you are, is to know Him more and to grow to maturity. Okay? And then why is that? Why is that, Brother L.A.? Well, that is because mature Christians can handle more stuff. So, think of it this way. And and I, I don't like to use military analogies because sometimes they send the wrong message. But in this situation, if you have someone who is a new recruit, alright, and they're a private... I mean, a, a new recruit, and been in a year or two, and then all of a sudden they slap that guy on, on the back and say, all right, you're in charge of training, everybody. And they say, well, how was your training? Well, my training was okay. Well, how'd you do in training? Oh, it was all right. And then all of a sudden this person is pushed into the middle of training hundreds of people to do battle and he's never left the base alright or maybe he has and then he came back you know like a year something like that got maybe a little experience so that's Different. Here's the thing. Do you want to train under a drill instructor, someone who's gonna, whose primary focus to, is to make sure you live in battle, who has had years of experience in the field, dodging, ducking, diving, shooting, and living, surviving? Or do you want somebody who's maybe done it, I don't know, six months or a year. Of course, the argument is this. 
well, you can't judge somebody like that, you know, because you're judging somebody because, you know, because somebody can grow really fast. Well, that's true, okay? But we're talking about a, a prodigy, and we're talking about somebody that evidently God just grabbed off the shelf and decided to make a profit out of. And nowadays, that's pretty rare. That's pretty rare. All right. So, so here's the thing. And here's the question. Is there an age limit? How long should somebody wait? Or should a church wait before they make a minister out of somebody? Because I'll be honest, you know... I had a preacher who used to tell me there's three different kinds of ministers. There's there's mama call ministers, there's church call ministers, and there's God call ministers. Mama call ministers are somebody has a warm feeling in the seat of their pants one day and decides they they want to do something, you know, dramatic for the family. Church call minister is somebody who's been in church a long dang time, and they say, well, golly whiz, man, you're doing really good ministry here in the church. We think you need to be a full-time minister. When he didn't get that, or she didn't get that, they were doing what God wanted them to do, and all of a sudden the church gets the idea, oh, yeah, they need to make a ministry out of that person, yeah. Okay. They're already a minister, and remember when I've said before, every Christian's a ministry. You don't have to have a plaque. Every believer on the planet is a minister. End of story. God made you that. But the thing is, is we are we get everything all backwards in the in the church sometimes. And we wanna, you know, make ministers out of people don't need to be ministers because ministry in that fashion is shouldn't be an office okay shouldn't be a 401k shouldn't be a package deal it ought to be a function say my job as a minister minister is to minister to the ministers that means I'm a slave to the ministers. I need to make sure they are equipped to do ministry. That's what a minister is supposed to be doing. But no, 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 no. We hold those guys up, you know. At one time, they were they had as much esteem as a doctor or a lawyer. Well, maybe not a lawyer, but a firefighter and a, and a police officer. Every one of those posi- those positions has taken a real hit lately. But here's the thing. How long do you wait? Now, what you'll hear is people say, well, you got to judge them. You know, you, you have to do the, the thing on the person, okay? You, know, you need to look at the person. Well, that's just dandy. I agree with that. But here's the problem. That's not how you do it. That's not how it's happening. Yes, that's how it should be done. But that's not what's going on. Because the, you know, the minute you find somebody who's been divorced, you throw that dude out. You throw that lady out the door under the bus. And you don't look at their situation. You hear the word divorce and you throw them out. Well, well, the Bible says, well, yes and no. (laughs) But here's the thing. 
How long, how old should somebody be? Now, here's what I'm going to say. We should be taking uh, a, a lead from Jewish tradition. Ooh, are you serious? Blackbird coming, you know, come on, L.A., you're nuts. What's the deal with you? Well, that's what the church grew out of. It grew out of the synagogue, okay? And in the synagogue, you had to be an older person. In fact, an elder, Zakain in Hebrew, Zakain meant beard. It meant you had to be an older person. In fact, think about it. I mean, just think about the word, elder. Say, oh, well, you know, we've got a lot of elders. We're going to hire a younger and make him a minister. No. So let's look, at, let's look at the Bible for a second because 1 Timothy is where Paul really tees off, okay? He, he really gets into the brass tacks of that. So the, the first, and, there's, and this is going to sound like, like Paul is speaking out of the side of his head, all right? So let me, you know, like, like, like he's saying two different things, like a few chapters away from each other. But, but listen, bear with me a second. So, and this is, this is King James, but uh, in 1 Timothy 3, 6... And this is a letter to Timothy. It's called a pastoral letter because Paul, the pastor, is writing to Timothy, the pastor, to try to help him pastor. All right? So he says, um, in this little situation, in chapter 3... Verse six, he says. Now let's look at. I'll tell you what. Let's um. Let's look at verse five. Well, actually, uh, all right. So uh, let's let's go to six, because he's trying to give Peter, or, or excuse me, not Peter, Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy to give him some directions on. This is the kind of thing you should be looking for in a pastor, okay? In an elder, and it's sometimes, you know, it's a lot of times it's the same word in the Greek. But so when he's saying what kind of person should the bishop be, verse 6 he says, Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride he fall into the condemnation of the devil alright now novice most people you know kind of get the word novice beginner um so the basis this word in Greek is neophytos which, which is where we get the word neophyte or if you've heard the word neo Neo means new. Alright? But the, the thing with that is... Uh, it means newly planted. Okay? It's new. 
Now, here's the problem, though, and here's where people... There's not a, a number of days. There's not years or months to say, hey, you need to wait this long. So what you do is you get people say, well, don't you think somebody can grow in, in a couple of years and, and if they're really, really good, they can do it? Yes, I can absolutely believe that. But here's, here's the problem with that concept. Does it happen? Show me. I mean, I'm willing to believe that. But that is usually the exception to the rule. But it's, it's uh, in some denominations... It, 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 somebody can walk up to you know the chairman of the deacons and say, "I think I need to be you know, uh, I got a warm sensation in the bottom of my britches, and I think I need to to be a, a minister." And man, they'll just slap a license on that dude or lady, you know. And they'll say, "Have at it." And then you know, ordination comes after that, and then of course they're not really that quick to ordain the ladies. But they'll ordain the dudes, man. They'll grab those guys and just ordain the ever-living bejeepers out of them really fast. Why? Well, get them in there, man. We can make, make, make servants out of them. But it's a, it's not a neophyte. So here's the thing. Let's go back to the, let's go back to the to the deal. To the military thought. You got somebody who's a private on the training base, just graduated, never been deployed, and that person is now in charge of training everybody. All right. Now, even if they're a blooming genius, think about what experience can tell somebody, because that's how you weather the garbage this world has to dump on you. You need someone who has got experience to show you some thoughts, some pathways. And there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is just the accumulation of information. Wisdom is the application of that jazz. And you only get wisdom through experience can have a PhD in military history who has never left the campus. <laughs> so here's the thing. Paul's saying this. That with new folks, they get pride. And what have I mentioned before? And I have mentioned it is the kiss of death. Pride and arrogance and hubris because God will absolutely resist that actively no matter if you're saved or lost it doesn't matter if you get that attitude he's coming for you he is gunning for you and if you're one of his he's going to take it out of your hide and he's going to discipline you and you're going to know you've been disciplined But it says, being lifted up with pride, he falls into condemnation of the devil. Which means, there's just a trap. Satan's got a trap for those people. Because they don't know how to dodge it. They don't know how to see those traps coming. So do you want that person leading your church? 
do you want that person leading your church? And I hope the answer would be no. You need someone with maturity. Now, that doesn't always equal age. But it does more often than not, I'm thinking. And it doesn't have to be a 90-year-old, but I'm saying... They don't, you know, they need to have some years of experience being and doing the Christian life before they start telling anybody how to live it. Because that's what a, a minister, a pastor, is supposed to be doing. They're a teacher. You can't teach what you can't, what you haven't lived. Because you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, there's a big difference in changing the oil in a car and taking the engine apart and putting it back together again. You want someone who knows how to do that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Now, here's what's interesting about this same letter, though. Because these people, the, the people that are really into this, you know, just, just slap, a, slap, a last, you know, slap an ordination on that person. Make them a pastor, make them a pastor, make them a pastor. You know, no, you know, these guys, um, they'll jump all over the next verse, which is 1 Timothy 4.12. And this is, again, Paul talking to Timothy. He said, let no man despise thy youth. He's talking to Timothy. Don't let people look down on you because you're young. But be thou an example of the believers in word and in, it says conversation, that means lifestyle or behavior. That's King James English. In charity and in spirit and in faith and in purity. And basically he's saying, look, Peter, be an example. Or, or look, uh, Timothy, excuse me. Be an example. Be the example. Now here's the deal. They're really quick to point out, you know, hey, well, you know, Timothy was a young man. You know, he was a young man, so so you're not supposed to look down on that. Okay, here's the thing, though. How long? I mean, he might have been a young guy, but how long was he a believer? Because that's the difference in those two verses. In in this First Timothy four twelve, in that situation, with the context. I believe that Paul's trying to point out to, to Timothy, just because you're a young guy, don't let people look down on you on that. Why? Because he had earned it. He had earned his position through years of, of, of doing, doing work, doing ministry. He had a mom and a grandmother, I believe, that were believers. He was brought up in the Word. He was not a new Christian. He was not. And that's what Paul is trying to tell Timothy to watch out for as far as getting ordained as a bishop or a pastor in chapter 3. So, so it's not necessarily the physical age it's how long have you been a believer how long now a lot of people want to put dates on this 
And here's what I'm going to say. Any, any amount of years would be just shot down full of holes. But I'm saying this. There's a reason Jesus did his ministry at 30. A lot of people love to go back to the Old Testament. You know, I had somebody uh, point me at the uh, point me to the uh, to priests. You know, well, you know, you know, I had this conversation with the minister about retirement. Well, there's no, they say there's no retirement in the Bible, but the priests actually retired at a certain age. Well, yeah, but they went to work at a certain age too, and that was 30. There's a reason Jesus started his ministry at 30 years old. Now. A lot of people are going to, well, are you suggesting every minister needs to wait till they're 30 before they... No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in Jesus' day, that was the context of what was going. And in Jewish culture, you didn't know nothing until you were 30. <laughs> they didn't think that you knew anything. <laughs> because that was the time you were actually a mature individual. And that's also when the priests started their service, was when they were 30. Now, again, I'm not trying to put a number on that. I'm just saying this. Again, you know, the old word, the Hebrew word for elder was zakain. And remember, elder means elder, which means older, not younger. So... The thing is, and believe me, uh, I've seen some pretty immature older people. (laughs) So, yes, you have to look at the individual, but here's what I'm going to say. They need to have some years behind them being a Christian, doing the ministry, so you have something to observe. It takes years in the ministry demonstrating what you're doing. So, think about the individual when you're in church and if you are ever on a team to select a ministerial candidate in your church, please look hard and heavy at the individual. But also, at how long they've been a believer and what they've done with that time. That's the real question. So, with that in mind, I do want to thank you you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.